The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Good morning, Tucson, and welcome to the Jeff Dean Show. I am Jeff Dean here with you on this Tuesday morning, April the 19th, 2022. It is 7.02 on your Tucson Tuesday, and you're listening here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. We are Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. So glad to be with you here on a, uh, I would like to say, a beautiful day. I mean, it, like every every day you're alive and you get to uh, breathe the freedom fresh air of uh, living here in the united states of america is always a beautiful day but you know, the weather's kind of iffy today in fact it's messing with me but we're going to try to get through this thing and <laughs> we're going to we're going to talk some sports today we got a lot of uh, a lot of things to get into a lot of different topics today because you know there's not a whole lot going on on campus and there are a few things going on on campus that we'll discuss some some things happening yesterday and overnight uh, on the campus at U of A, which we'll get into in regards to uh, some you know, different sports and, and a couple of the different programs there, ba- uh, baseball and uh, football included. But we also have some NBA to talk. Of course, NBA playoffs. There were, there were some game twos last night, and uh, a couple of teams made definitive steps forward to distance themselves from their opponents in this first round. We'll talk about that. Uh, we also have a preview of tonight's games in the NBA as well, including your Phoenix Suns taking on the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, which you can hear right here on ESPN Tucson. We are your home, your Tucson home for Phoenix Suns basketball. We're also going to be talking some college football today. You know, you know me. I love to talk college football. It's College football is my religion. And uh, it's just one of those things that is always on my mind. I'm always thinking about college football. You know, the college football, to me, it's it's one of those, like, I love to have discussions about college football with people, so it's difficult for me to, to do it every single day here by myself because I feel like, you know, maybe at times, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, with the opinions that I have about college football, because I have, you know, I have a lot of, feelings and opinions about how college football can be changed about how they can make college football better i don't have similar opinions with you know the nfl the nba nhl mlb i mean mlb i do have some some opinions but nobody's listening so uh why even why even bother with that but because uh, they continue to change things in the opposite direction from what my stance is on on what they should do with rules and things like that in major league baseball but nonetheless so I love to discuss college football, which is why I like to have other people involved in the conversation as opposed to just talking at people. Um, but today, I want to get into the the world of NIL as it pertains to college football and the fact that it is it has the potential to really just ruin college football. And there are some people that you know take the statements that were made a couple of weeks ago by Nick Saban and by Dabo Sweeney, head coach at Clemson, you know, the statements that they made that basically said, like, look, you know, we're going to use it to our advantage because we can, but there are a lot of programs that cannot and a lot of programs that should not, and there are a lot of people out there abusing this program and taking away from what its, you know, what its intended use was 
and it's becoming a bidding war for recruiting, which is, was never supposed to be in the first place. <clears throat> and he's right. They're, they're, bo- they're both right. Uh, and there are people that are just kind of reading the quotes and saying, oh, you know, these old men are just being crotchety and they're upset because now they're having to compete with other schools for recruits. And that may be one part of it, but it's not like Clemson and Alabama are hurting for five-star and four-star recruits, and they're using NIL. I mean, we, we, we talked about it, you know, this time last year, and we were talking about Bryce Young and, you know, his ability to go and get whatever, $900,000 in NIL just from one deal uh, to, you know, to, to, to be at Alabama as the quarterback in Alabama. So, you know, there are a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of things that, that they're using to their advantage that they still don't necessarily like, but because they're doing business as business is being done, as Bill Belichick famously says, that's, you know, that's what they're going to do. And, I, you know, we'll talk about this, you know, a little bit later. There was an interesting article article in The Athletic recently um, that kind of, you know, sh- shines a light on just how out of hand things are getting. I mean, there are players that are signing multi, multi-million dollar deals to, <clears throat> and I don't want to misrepresent the legalities of this, so I'm not going to say to play football for a particular school because, According to the contracts that are being signed, they are completely legal under NCAA bylaws, uh, but they are being offered multiples of millions of dollars to attend a school and probably play football for them. <laughs> I guess is, is how I'm going to word that. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We also have some NFL to discuss. Tom Brady gave an exclusive interview. You know, Tom doesn't doesn't talk a whole lot. And you know me, I'm not a Tom Brady hater. I, I, I'm really not. I never really have been. I've always respected uh, his, you know, the way he goes about his business, the way that he's conducted his career. I don't know a whole lot about him personally, and even if I did, I wouldn't be talking about it on the air because it's none of my business and nobody wants to hear that. Um, He gave an interview, an exclusive interview with ESPN that was, look, you know, I don't know if shameful is the word. You, You get an opportunity to interview someone you know, for the first time, and you would expect them to ask some questions that people actually want to know the answers to, unless, of course, you're dealing with Tom Brady and ESPN, who are in cahoots uh, on several venues, and it's basically a an interview that was dominated, and I, I use the term interview lightly, by the way, with air quotes, uh, because the interview was more like an infomercial for Tom Brady's business ventures and products that he's now offering. So we'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on as well. Uh, we also have a giveaway today. Now this is interesting. We don't, you know, we haven't uh, we haven't done anything like this before. We have a a text to win uh, giveaway today, a prize. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be giving away a digital copy of the movie The Batman, the most recent uh, iteration of the Batman saga series, uh, you know, title, whatever have you, the one starring. Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. Uh, we're going to be offering that as a digital download on 4K, uh, 4K Ultra HD, something that you can't get yet. You won't be able to get it for another month. We're going to give you the opportunity to download and have the movie, uh, you know, just for texting to win. So we're going to have that coming up a little bit later on as well. Be listening for your cue to text with that keyword, and uh, you'll get a free copy of the Batman, a free digital copy. Like, 
this is the world we're living in today. Like, I remember, you know, this seems like forever ago <laughs> that we would give out DVDs. You know, it's like, call now. We'll send you a DVD of the latest, you know, movie that, that is out or whatever. Win it before you can buy it kind of thing. I remember, remember those on the, F, on the FM side, too, back, uh, way back in the day. Win it before you can buy it. And we'd have CDs. You know, we get CDs from, you know, whatever record company that was, you know, trying to tout the new star, the new country star, the new whatever. And they would give us stacks of CDs to give away. Like, here's a new album coming out. It's coming out in three weeks. Uh, you know, play the single and give away the win it before you can buy it. We'd have, well, win it before you can buy it. So and so, so and so. Kenny Chesney. I remember doing Kenny Chesney. Win it before you can buy it. Um, and, you know, now it's like text. Text us, you know, this keyword, and we'll send you a digital download to watch this, you know, 4K movie on your television, which is like the world we're living in, folks. And that's not even like that's not even considered like cutting edge technology anymore. I mean, that's not even close. I mean, we could probably be offering like some kind of an NFT that goes with it or something. Don't get me started on that, by the way. I on it like th- I'm showing my age here. Like, I. You get behind. You, you, you get busy in life, and this is how look. This is how old people fall behind, right? I mean, this is how we, as we get older in life, we fall behind on technology because there are th- we are worrying about so many other things. And you know, twenty years ago, I didn't understand this. I'm like, how can you ignore technology? And you know, all these old people out there that don't know how to use a computer, like, how could you possibly not know how to get on the internet? And now I'm like, I get it, man, because you're worried. You're doing so many other things. That you're like, I don't have time to worry about what the latest technological craze is or whatever, unless you're in the industry or you're really like, it's like a hobby of yours. You don't pay attention and you get left behind. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, uh, it was Jackie Robinson day. And look, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, as much as I can't stand the Dodgers organization or anything about Los Angeles Dodgers baseball or anything of that brand or whatever have you, uh, or UCLA for that matter too. I can't stand UCLA uh, either on a, on a, on a lot of levels. Uh, Jackie Robinson both attended UCLA, was phenomenal for them, a four-star athlete for, for UCLA, uh, and played his career with the Los Angeles Dodgers. But he, he broke, you know, he, he was groundbreaking in his, in his life and in his career. And I'm a huge, huge, huge Jackie Robinson fan. So there was, like, this offer online, and I get, like, this, this email or whatever from this memorabilia group that I, you know, dabbled in before and stuff. And they're like, get the one-of-a-kind Jackie Robinson NFT. And I'm like, okay. And then you start to, like, read more. And they're like, you can own this, you know, digital token that gives you this. And it's this really cool-looking, like, three-dimensional, like, gold bust of of Jackie Robinson with, like, these cool graphics and stuff on it. And I'm like, well, what is it, though? Like, do I get it in a glass case or something? Or, like, what is it? And they're like, no, it's a non-fungible token. And I'm like... English, please, <laughs> you know, because I'm old here, folks. I'm trying to figure things out. What is this you darn kids have come up with? And it just got to the point where I'm like, all right, now I have to go to YouTube to watch videos on what an NFT is, why I should or should not buy one. And I'm just like, okay. And I didn't even look at the price. I was like, I, you know, how much can the thing be? But they're like one of a kind, you know, but you see the, the commercials for it all the time. Get this one of a kind coin or one of a kind plate. It's yours for three easy payments of nineteen ninety nine, And, you know, there's 64,000 of them given out or whatever. This is literally a one of one, and it was selling for like forty five grand. I'm like, okay, well, I'm out, first of all. <laughs> never, never mind. Uh, I may as well not even bother looking into that $45,000. 
for a digital token? I don't know. And then, so, like, then I'm, like, digging deeper and stuff, and I'm looking into this, and I know I'm getting way off topic here, but I'm just waxing poetic. I, I you know, I... I start digging deeper and stuff, and they're like, yeah, but you can't buy them with, like, regular money. You have to buy them with Bitcoin. And I'm like, okay, now I'm really lost. Like, what in what, what on earth are you talking about? Because, you know, I've heard about Bitcoin, and, you know, we talked about Tom Brady just a moment ago, and he gave, you know, the, the guy who, uh, who gave up Tom Brady's record-breaking touchdown ball that was given away by, you know, by Mike Evans um, – you know, Tom Brady gave him a Bitcoin that was worth like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or some ridiculous number. I'm like, wait, what? What is a Bitcoin worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars? And I'm reading into this, like, and I'm watching stuff and I'm kind of learning. I'm educating myself, and here's where the real problem lies. The deeper I got, the more confused I became. So I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna just gonna bow out of this one. I'm just gonna chalk this up as something that is not going to be. Uh, available to me and, you know, in my lifestyle, like, because we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars being traded digitally via Bitcoins and NFTs. And, you know, I'm just trying to figure out if I can afford to buy, you know, my groceries for the week kind of thing. So I, I was just like, I'm out. I'm, I'm confused. It's really expensive anyways, and I'm out. It's too bad that I can't have this one-of-a-kind Jackie Robinson NFT because it would be really cool to have, you know, something unique like that. But never mind. Never mind. I'm out. Can't do it. And there are people sitting in their cars or in their office right now laughing at my sorry butt uh, for not being able to understand some of these very very mundane things going on in our world today. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. I'm a busy man, and uh, the reason I have this – sports talk show is because I watch a lot of sports and I don't know if you've noticed there's not a whole lot of digital Bitcoin trading going on while you're watching sports so um, <laughs> that's I basically had to choose my avenue it's like a fork in the road you can either go like uber like technological or you can be on the cutting edge of everything that's new and and flavorful or you can go and and uh, watch sports and be ingrained in your favorite hobby uh, that you've grown up with your entire life and I was like yeah I'm gonna go with what's comfortable over here I'm just gonna Go steer towards sports and just continue on my life without Bitcoin and NFT. The NBA playoffs, game twos were on last night. Uh, Man, there were some really, really impressive performances last night. And it's got me thinking that, you know, maybe... Maybe there is some resistance for the Phoenix Suns in in these playoffs. Not just in the Western Conference, but in the East as well. The 76ers last night just absolutely crushed the Raptors. By the way, I picked the Raptors to win that series. That ain't going to happen. Sixers are up 2-0, and the, the the Raptors are banged up. They got two guys are injured. One guy shouldn't you know even be out there. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's the series is over. Like the, the the Raptors are just getting blown out. Their head coach is complaining about officials' calls and stuff, and like rightfully so. But he's getting into it with Joel Embiid now and. I, look, it, it's it's over for the Raptors, and I don't care that Matisse Thybul and his five points a game aren't going to play in Toronto for the next two games because Canada doesn't allow uh, non-vaxxed players into their country, non-vaxxed people for that matter, into their country. So I, it doesn't even matter because when you have like Tyrese Maxey and Tobias, Tyrese Maxey, by the way, 
again, 23 points last night, nine rebounds, eight assists, another massive game. Um, I think he has, like, the highest field goal percentage of any player playing in his first two playoff games or something like that. Some weird statistic. Like, he's just having himself a series right now. Like, he's having the best time of his life uh, being the the third option in that offense and really being just a deadly a deadly force against the uh, the Toronto Raptors. Tobias Harris continues to shine in the right moments. He was big in the postseason, even though they were in, uh, you know ineffective in winning a lot of games. Uh, but he was big in the postseason last year, and now he's a, he was again a perfect three for three last night from three. Had twenty points and ten rebounds, and the Seventy Sixers are just rolling now. James Harden, like, won't, like I don't even have James Harden mentioned in my notes from the game last night because of how dominant, first of all, those two players that I just mentioned, Maxie and Harris, were. But, my God, Joel Embiid, I I don't know if I've ever seen a first quarter like that from a big man in my life. And I've been watching a lot of basketball. I've watched a lot of basketball over the years, man. I, I love basketball. Last night, he was a man on a mission, an absolute monster first quarter. Scored 19 points in the first quarter. Was 11 of 12 from the free throw line. He shot the same amount of free throws in the first quarter as the Toronto Raptors did for the entire game last night. Now, here's the weird part about it all. The 76ers didn't even have the lead going into the second quarter. Toronto had a 33-32 lead because Fred Van Vliet was just launching threes. He shot, what, 17 three-pointers last night? It's not a ton of them. It was just like Fred Van Vliet for three, Fred Van Vliet for three. Uh, so the Raptors had, had a one-point lead going into the second quarter. They bench, you know, Embiid goes to the bench with for you know for rest, and the Sixers go on a run, end up taking an eight-point lead or a ten-point lead, I think it was, and never looked back and just ended up cruising. Embiid comes back in the game. They expand the lead, expand, expand, expand. They got up to like 24, 25, I think, at one point. But I've never seen a first quarter like that in my life. Joel Embiid just came out and was like, I am not, I am not going to be bullied about. I am going to be the aggressor, and I'm going to take this to you. And he was dominant in that game last night, even though the team – Still was giving up a ton of points. Um, that's what's you know that's going to happen. You know when you have the likes of the backcourt that you do have defensively, they're just they're not a good defensive backcourt. Period. Uh, even even more so with James Harden back there, who doesn't play any defense, never has, never will. But man, he was uh, Joel Embiid was just impressive last night, and it you know it got me thinking as I'm watching the game, and I'm like, man, I've seen I've seen the Phoenix Suns play the 76ers, and I know. Uh, the kind of matchup that there is between Joel Embiid and DeAndre Ayton. And, and, you know, Joel has been clowning on D.A. ever since he was, you know, essentially the, you know, the, 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 the final few weeks of his, se- of his season at Arizona. You know, Joel Embiid started clapping at him already before he even entered the NBA draft, you know, knowing that obviously he was going to be joining the NBA. But he's been, you know, kind of trolling him ever since. And, Honestly, like Joel Embiid has gotten the better of DeAndre Ayton in those matchups for the most part, uh, and it got me thinking. I'm like, man, I don't know what's I, I, you know, the Suns have done well against the 76ers, but individually, like Embiid has had some really big games against the Phoenix Suns, uh, just because they need to. They, you know, he's DeAndre just can't 
he he doesn't have the physicality to stand up to to Joel Embiid. Joel Joel's a bully. I mean, he really is. He he's a phenomenal basketball player. And he showed it last night, man. He was strong last night. He was really, really good. So, uh, we'll, uh, you know, I, I think I think that series is over, even though it's going back to Toronto. Toronto may steal one back at, at home, but uh, I think that series is, is all but over. We'll talk some more about NBA playoffs because the Mavericks got a big win last night, as did the Warriors. And I'll give my thoughts on uh, what I saw from the Golden State Warriors last night as well. Now, the playoffs, of course, in full swing, and you can make every game feel like Game 7 on FanDuel Sportsbook, which is an official betting partner of the NBA. Throughout the playoffs, all of their customers can place a no-sweat, same-game parlay each week. Now, it's a, you pick one each week, essentially, to bet throughout the playoffs. Uh, no-sweat SGP is where you basically you go to the FanDuel app, you click on the opt-in button, you, know, you click on the promo, the no-sweat SGP opt-in button, once you've opted in, you just choose a same-game parlay that you like, whether it's you know a multi-money uh, line type of parlay or it's maybe a, you know some kind of a same-game parlay where you have like different player props and things like that that you want to choose. Like I had one for the Phoenix Suns on Sunday night, and DeAndre Ayton was one rebound shy, and Devin Booker was one point shy of me hitting a pretty large SGP. But that's okay. Those are the breaks that you have that, you know that happen. I've gotten plenty of winners throughout the season, and because of the no sweat bet, I got twenty dollars back in free bets on the site that I can already start using right now. I can use it today if I wanted to, which is great because you're playing literally with house money that they give you. Uh, it's it's just twenty dollars in free bets. You just click the little free bets, boom, and it's their money that you're playing with, which is awesome. Uh, they have so many ways for you to customize your parlays your way. And best of all, when you do win, you'll get paid faster than an inbounds alley-oop to DeAndre Ayton, the value-oop, right? If you're new to FanDuel, great. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Sign up using my promo code, DEAN, because that will give you access to even more great promotions like the No Sweat SGP and plenty of others out there. But you got to sign up with my promo code, DEAN, so that they know that I sent you. So lace them up this NBA postseason. Get up to $20 in free bets if your SGP doesn't win with FanDuel Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over in present in Arizona. Refund issued on non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free, is, uh, free bet is $20 per week. Restrictions apply. See full term to sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you think you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342. All right, we'll continue on with the NBA playoffs. Game twos, Mavericks getting the win, Warriors getting the win. My thoughts next right here on the Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Feeling a little bit better about myself. I was just talking off the air with Mary, who's much younger than I am. And, uh... She has written off NFTs as well, and we've come to the agreement that it's not it's not an age thing. It it uh, because I'm old doesn't make me not understand NFTs. It's because I don't have millions of dollars, and it's really more of a financial standing kind of understanding of what an NFT is as opposed to being hip or cool or informed. I don't have the money to dabble in Bitcoin and NFTs, and that's why I don't understand it. And if you don't have the money to dabble in those you probably don't understand it either so now i don't feel so bad thankfully 
The Mavericks last night get a big win over the Utah Jazz. Even without Luka Doncic, they get a win at home, 110-104, to to tie up that series at one apiece. Jalen Brunson was unconscious last night. 41 points and a ton in the fourth quarter. Like They, they outscored the Jazz 62-49 to in the second half and really you know, just took that game completely under control. Here's like, first of all, Jalen Brunson was amazing last night. No turnovers. What do you have? Forty? I think he played forty minutes in the game last night. Forty, forty-one minutes, something like that. Forty-one points, eight rebounds, five assists, no turnovers. Remarkable game by Jalen Brunson. I've always been a Jalen Brunson fan. Thought he was way under undervalued when he came out of uh, out of Villanova in the draft a few years ago, and now it's it's proving that you know he's he's got some game. He can he can really play uh, at the next level. The Jazz have got problems, man. Like, like, if Donovan Mitchell isn't scoring, and he did last night, he scored 34, but eventually, you know, the, the, the Mavericks, they're a good defensive team. Uh, eventually they were just like, all right, we're, we're just going to make everybody else score. Like, we're going we're gonna to lock you down. We're done dealing with your nonsense. We're going to double team and bracket you. We're going to put our hands all over you. We're going to try to slow you down. Uh, and and, and if, if Donovan Mitchell isn't scoring, like the Jazz – just they don't have it, man. Like they don't because Rudy Gobert is not a scorer. Bogey can score, and he didn't have to get twenty five last night. And he's he's you know not a not a bad uh, option, but they just don't have anybody else, man. And then to boot, they don't play great defense like we expect to see from the Utah Jazz. They just expect Rudy Gobert to do it all, and that team's in trouble right now. Like I know it's one one. But the first game was a lot closer probably than it should have been. As bad as Dallas – look, Dallas did not play well in game one, and they lost, what, by three points? No Luka, lose by three points, could not shoot the ball. Couldn't shoot the ball, 31% from the field. And they lost that game by three points. Last night, they upped the shooting a little bit more, get a big performance out of Jalen Brunson, and they end up kind of – I don't want to say running away, six-point victory, but they held – considerable control of that game for the final 20 minutes of this of, of that half of the second half it was uh it was really a no contest uh, you know just they stayed seven eight points ahead the entire time um so i the jazz i, I don't know I, I thought they were better maybe it's coaching and and i know that that uh you know that that Quinn Snyder has done a good job with them, but it, it might be time for a new look over there, and Quinn Snyder may may want to get out of town anyway. I don't know. I mean, maybe Quinn Snyder's looking at Los Angeles, at the Lakers, uh, you know, opportunity. I don't know why anybody would, but uh, the Jazz aren't – they don't look good. And I, if if Dallas gets Luka back – and I know both these games were in Dallas. I get it. Going back to, to Utah, if you go back to Salt Lake, which they will on Thursday night, uh, game three is scheduled for Thursday night in Salt Lake. Once they go back there, things could change. But I, I think the Mavericks have wrestled control of this of this series away from Utah just by winning that one game, even though it was at home last night because now they get a couple of days – Luca's going to try to get get some rest, try to get some rehab, see if he's available to go on that bad calf in Game Three. But even if he isn't, I, th- I still think they got a chance. And I know Utah has dominated Dallas in Salt Lake, so I mean this series is long, is far from over. Um, but if Utah doesn't figure out a second scoring option, a considerable second scoring option outside of the Spida, then uh, they've got 
they got problems. They're going to have to figure some things out uh, or just play better defense, one, one of the two. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When I return, the Warriors just got a hell of a lot scarier last night, and I'll tell you why next here on the Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back. Jeff Dean Show here. Immediately following the, the show today, we have D-backs baseball because we are your Tucson home, not only for the best team in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns. We are also your home for Diamondbacks baseball, and we have uh, an early morning game, a 9.30 uh, coverage starts here. So 30 minutes after my show goes off the air, we'll have some D-backs at Nationals Baseball. So uh, stay tuned for that. If you want to listen to the baseball game, we'll have get you covered right here on uh, ESPN Tucson. Also, stay tuned because I could be giving away that digital download to the Batman movie coming up at any point in time. Just be listening for your cue to text along with that keyword, and we'll get you hooked up with that uh, that free digital download of the, the new 4K digital download of the Batman. Now, what I saw last night in Golden State up in San Francisco was remarkably shocking. The Warriors, uh, uh, you know, as good as I thought they were already, what they did to the Denver Nuggets last night should be illegal. They have broken the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are done. They are toast, and I had a feeling that this might happen in this series without Michael Porter Without Jamal Murray, it's not even close. Folks, the, 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 the Warriors could have won that game by 40 last night if they wanted to. Like, they, they kind of fooled around a little bit. I don't, I don't want to say fooled around, but they a sharp, uh, you know, uh, Golden State Warriors beat that, uh, beat that Denver team by 30, 40 points. It, it was, I mean, winning by 20 is enough in the playoffs. I mean, it's, that's silly. But, good Lord, I, I, the Warriors are scary good. Scary, scary. Steph came off the bench again last night, played 23 minutes, scored 34 points, and he looked like the Steph of old. It wasn't just raining threes. He was putting guys on yo-yo strings. He was driving to the bucket. He was splitting double teams. And, you know, like they say, the most dangerous guy in the basketball court is the guy who just passed the ball. And that's what that's what makes Steph Curry so dangerous, and it has his entire career, specifically in Steve Kerr's offense. As soon as Steph Curry gets rid of the ball, he's gone. Steph Curry does not pass the ball and then stand and watch the offense. Steph Curry passes the ball with intentions of getting rid of it so that he can get open and make a shot and make a play. And that's that's the beautiful part of basketball. That is a refreshing, beautiful take on the game. And the, the quite frankly, the way that I like to watch the game be played. I don't mind shooting three-pointers. What I don't want to see is four guys standing outside around the, the perimeter just waiting to be to have the ball pass to them so they can shoot a spot-up three. Give me Steph Curry's game. Dribble, dribble, set up the offense, get a screen, get rid of the ball, and then once that screen has been set, take off, back door, run the baseline, get to the, get to the corner, ball gets worked around, they reverse, Catch you as you're taking your, your 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 position there in the corner, hit the three in rhythm. I mean, those are beautiful plays. 
uh, and, and I'll, I mean, watching the Golden State Warriors last night was it was a treat, to be honest with you. <laughs> I got to say, man, I know Monty Williams has done a phenomenal job as the head coach of the Phoenix Suns, and I love Monty Williams, and he should have won Coach of the Year last year, and he'll probably win it this year, and rightfully so. But in my opinion, there's still no better coach in the league than Steve Kerr. Uh, and and I'm, I'm I look at, I, that's going to sound homerish of me. I get it, uh, but I, I you can't deny it. Jordan Poole, folks. Jordan Poole. Let's just let's just stop for a moment here. Jordan Poole, who nobody even knew about before this season began, is the league's hottest three point shooter right now. League's hottest three point shooting three point score. Nobody. Nobody has made more three-pointers after since the All-Star break in the league than Jordan Poole. Oh, by the way, during that time, he's shooting 40% from beyond the arc. And I know that's by saying, you know, Steve Kerr is the greatest coach and then saying that Jordan Poole is hitting all these threes may be diminishing some of the credit that Jordan Poole deserves. That's not what I'm trying to do here. Jordan Poole deserves all the credit for making those buckets. But for integrating him into that offense, into, onto that team, that credit goes to Steph Curry and Steve, and Steve Kerr. I, I mean, you just you can't, you can't run an organization any better. You can't run a team any better than Steve, what Steve Kerr has done with the Golden State Warriors. Period. Period. <laughs> you just can't. And I, you know, it's like, you know, Phil Jackson back in the day, obviously so good at getting, you know, these, these you know, superstars to all get along. And people people kind of, I, I think Phil Jackson gets a little more credit because he had one superstar, a cantankerous one, who people didn't like playing with, but he was the greatest player on planet Earth. He was the most competitive person maybe to ever play professional sports. And he made everybody better around him. And, he, and Phil Jackson was just basically in charge of keeping everybody going to practice to be with Michael Jordan in practice because – they all knew they were going to get screamed at and abused by Michael Jordan because he was going to lead them to the promised land and win them championships, and he did, and that team was an anomaly. That team was ridiculously good because MJ was that good. But what Steve Kerr does with, with the Golden State Warriors, they just they don't, they don't miss a beat. It doesn't matter who's on the court for them. They go out and they, they, you know, they get uh, you know, Kaminga. You know, they, uh, they, you know, they get, they get you know, these pieces – uh, to come in and they just they plug him right in. They don't have a big man to speak of. Kevon Looney is is not <laughs> what you would consider a dangerous big man in the NBA. But lo and behold, well, he's, he's, he scored zero points last night, right? Zero points. They go small. They go big. They bring in Kaminga. They have Gary Payton uh, Jr. coming off the bench. They've got uh, you know Otto Porter coming off the bench. And they use them in such unique ways. And they find these guys spots to play. And you get a guy like Steph Curry who knows how to run a team for, on both ends of the floor. And people say that Steph Curry's defense is bad. I, I, I disagree with you on that. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think Steph Curry's defense is as bad as, as he gets uh, dinged for. But they were just brilliant last night. Denver's defense is completely broken. Golden State has crushed that team's hopes. Denver is done. They, they, that, that series is over. And I know it's going back to Denver. I had a game three Thursday night in Denver, and Denver's got a shot. You know, it's not a series until you lose a game at home. Okay, well, that'll be Thursday night. 
because Denver is broken. Golden State has completely crushed that team's hopes. Denver had no they had no answer defensively last night. None. The the Warriors it was like it was like watching a, a, a cat play with a a ball of yarn. They just did whatever the hell they wanted to do. <laughs> it was it was a joy to watch. I mean, it really was. I, I I'm not a Golden State fan. Okay, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I, I enjoy watching great basketball. I'm not a Golden State fan, and I root for guys like Steve Kerr, obviously Andre Iguodala, you know, Matt Brazzi. You know, I, I you know I root for those guys. Shooting 55 percent from the field in the playoffs, en route to 126 points, 42 and a half percent from beyond the arc, is silly. Steph came out off the bench, played 23 minutes, was plus 32 in his time on the floor. Did it in all kinds of ways. Shooting threes, was he 5 of 10, I think. 5 of 10 from beyond the arc, yeah. 5 of 10 from beyond the arc. Same as Jordan Poole. I, just a remarkable evening. And, you know, Clay, we mentioned Clay Thompson, who scored 21 points, played pretty well also in his uh, 35 minutes or 36 minutes that he played. But. Steve Kerr, the way that that team is is just clicking on all cylinders, even though half the cylinders are, you know, damaged and broken, and they're not getting all the explosion that they need out of them, uh, he just finds ways to do it. They, what do they play? Yeah, six, seven, eight, nine. They, they played eleven guys last night. Yeah, they played eleven guys. No, sorry, I'm sorry, they played twelve guys last night. Andre Iguodala, the only player they didn't play. They played 12 guys last night. 12 guys got five minutes or more. Uh, I just, that team is scary good, and that is, look, that's the matchup everybody wants to see. Is They want to see the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors, and that's, that's what the world is hoping for, right? For a Western Conference Finals between the Warriors and the Suns, because I think that's what, we all, that's what we all deserve. And that, look, that series will be, and of one of epic proportions, if it can, if they continue on, if Golden State can stay healthy, if Steph can continue to rehab the foot, right? He's got he's got the bad foot. He's been out since March, mid March. It's first uh, first action he's gotten, but ooh, looked pretty good last night. Looked good in game one. Looked real good last night. So that Golden State team is uh, they're scary good, man. Scary good, and it's not even like. You know, people talk about the you know what do they call the 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 death uh, the, the the death lineup of uh, you know when it was when it was KD Draymond Clay and Steph like they have their new version of that and it's got half of the star power that it had we've got a broken down Draymond no Kevin Durant replaced by Jordan Poole who and a one legged Steph Curry and uh, Clay Thompson who's coming off. Uh, the, the worst injury of his career after missing 19 months of basketball. <laughs> it's it's remarkable, man. They are so good. That is such a buttoned-up organization, and uh, Steve Kerr just continues to be a machine with that uh, with that particular team. All right, let's do the giveaway. Let's do that. Let's uh, let's go ahead and give away this uh, this Batman digital download that we have. I want you to text the word Gotham. That's G O T H A M Gotham to 68683 for your chance to win a digital download of the newest Dark Knight reboot, The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. You can own The Batman on 4K Ultra HD. 
uh, on digital right now as the uh, Batman gets caught in a deadly game of cat and mouse with the Riddler in their gritty thriller. So text the word Gotham right now to 68683 for your chance to win the digital download of the newest Dark Knight reboot, The Batman. Good luck and enjoy your new movie. It's, uh, I, I've seen it. Um, it's good. I really like the the soundtrack in the in the movie. I thought it was good. Uh, it's a different take on Batman movies that we've seen, but it's one that harkens back to a certain series that DC Comics had put out at one point in time. And I thought it was good. I you know I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And look, this is a a a, a series of you know a, a franchise that has been rebooted so many times and done so many different ways. The Batman is one of those ones. I think it's, it stands up to, uh, to some of the other better ones out there. So enjoy that, uh, and, uh, and good luck. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When I return, we'll talk about some things going on on the U of A campus, some local Wildcat news. That's next right here on the Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Arizona baseball got a much-needed win last night on the road in Omaha as they beat the Creighton Blue Jays 6-0, shutting them out. A seven-hit shutout as six Arizona pitchers combined to go the distance and uh, shutting out a team who was 12-0 at home this year for the Blue Jays. So, Good win for the Wildcats tonight, getting off of the schneid of losing two out of three in Salt Lake City, losing their national ranking. They're no longer ranked in the uh, the national baseball rank, rankings, and rightfully so. They haven't played well enough recently to be ranked, so they get dropped. Uh, but they got a big win on the road yesterday, looking for another one tonight as they take on uh, Omaha in game number two in uh, in Omaha, in Nebraska there, before they ret- return home for their big rivalry series against that school from up north. Arizona football got a commitment last night from a rhino. Yes, and I, I'm going to slaughter his name because I haven't been given the proper uh, uh, pronunciation guide on this yet, but we're going to give it a try. His name is uh, Rhino, C-O-C, but uh, known by the nickname Rhino, Tapa Atuatiai, <laughs> six foot five. 280-pound offensive tackle from Bishop Alamany High School in uh, in Mission Hills, California. He committed last night uh, via Twitter. A uh, cool-looking graphic that he put there it says Desert Bound, and it's got the state of Arizona outlined with a backdrop of the uh, the mountains there, the Catalinas and Arizona Stadium, and uh, with him making a pose in his, uh, in his Wildcat gear. So good to have him on board. Uh, he's a, a member of the 2023 class. He is not currently ranked or rated uh, by the um, by the the powers that be, if you will, two four seven or whomever. So uh, you know, we don't have a, a star rating on him. But he had offers from some good schools. He had San Diego State, uh, UNLV, New Mexico State, Hawaii, and Colorado here in the Pac-12. So another commitment to the 2023 class that also comes along with the outstanding quarterback. Uh, commitment that Arizona got, that Jetfish got earlier this year. Braden Dorman, uh, the quarterback from uh, from Colorado, four-star quarterback, one of the highest-rated uh, pro-style quarterbacks in the uh, in the 2023 class. And they also have a a safety coming in, uh, two safeties actually, two safe, one from Los Angeles, one from Texas. Uh, 
Justin Johnson and Canyon Moses will be joining the 2023 class as well. So they get a little commitment there, a little uh, nice little boost to the 2023 class. Got themselves a rhino now on the team. I love it. And in other Twitter news, essentially, uh, I, I didn't see this last night. I saw it this morning when I got up. But former South Point standout offensive lineman Jonah Miller, who played on that ridiculous South Point team from three years ago with Bijan Robinson and Lathan Ransom and all, uh, John Fina, um, uh, John Fina's kid, uh, he was an offensive lineman on that team as well. He transferred to Saguaro, sat out the COVID year, but he had committed to Oregon, spent one year at Oregon, redshirted, but now Mario Cristobal is gone. Uh, the offensive lineman, the offensive line coach that Cristobal had, uh, Mirabel, Doug Mirabel, he took him to uh, to uh, Florida with him is also. So uh, both of those offensive line gurus are gone now, and Jonah Miller has uh, entered the transfer portal, maybe looking to return home, maybe. But he's he's a big kid, six foot eight, offensive lineman, and would be great to have him back in Tucson, back in his hometown, and uh, playing for the Wildcats. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on that. I'm sure that uh, Jed Fish probably been in contact with him in regards to coming back home to play for the Wildcats. Still coming up, hour number two, lots of football to talk, college football and NFL, all that and more. Stay tuned. Just a quick little two-minute turnaround right here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. From the Casino Del Sol studio, the soul of Tucson, this is ESPN Tucson, KFFN Tucson, KWCX Tank of Verde, KMXZ HD4 Tucson.